folks. Welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Derek, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. And today we are... Before we start on the subject, we're going to talk... Because we said something about indulgences last week. So we were going to get into, uh, number one, what it takes to get an indulgence... Because there are certain things you have to do to get any indulgence. And then number two, uh, Pope Francis had had issued some indulgences for the year of St. Joseph this year. And we we're going to talk about them if we can. But just for regular indulgences, for any indulgence, there are certain conditions, right? Well, for, um, yeah, there's, there's we, we ought to even like define an indulgence. For people, because I think a lot of people don't even know what that is. They th- okay, they, well, like for example, some people think it means you don't have to go to confession. Well, then, uh, when when I look up the history of indulgences, before talking even about purgatory, it starts talking about um, time off from a penance that priests would grant to certain people, and I, I don't know what that has to do with indulgences. But that's how it started. I mean, that's how. So yeah, there, there's a um, there's a lot of history in the development of indulgences. In fact, um, the earliest time when the church actually talked about indulgences in a way that that is uh, meaningful to our modern use of the word is around the 11th century. Okay, like af- right after the first millennium. But this the is... reason that is the case is because. When it up up until then, and 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 even into you know a little bit further into medieval times, um, in the early church and and through you know about the first millennium, if somebody committed a serious sin, uh, first of all they had to, to confess it publicly. Um, that I, I don't know if they had to like stand in front of the uh, the church and say it, but it was publicly known that they had done something serious. Now these the you know these serious sins were things like idolatry and murder and adultery. Well, you know, um, I would I would throw in there, and it, I remember reading confessions where uh, Saint Augustine was knew that he should confess publicly, and I I don't know if it was Ambrose or one of the other bishops said that it would be okay for him to confess privately, and he insisted on a public confession. And the way he made mm-hmm. it sound, it was like just like everyone else has to, because I'm a public figure, oh, right. so I yeah. have to do it exactly just like they do. So, so the thing is, for these sins, that the church imposed punishments that were fairly severe, and the intention of these punishments, uh, which the you know there was a lot of variation depending on where you were and you know what part of the the world you were and stuff like that, um, but the intentions of the punishments. Um, was to restore the perfect person to um, perfect um, readiness to enter into heaven. So the 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 idea was that the punishment not only would be a token of submission to a punishment by the church, which it kind of is today, but would actually have the punitive value of completely satisfying the temporal punishment that that sin was going to require so that that person would not spend any time in purgatory because of that sin. Basically, 
the idea was that they're doing their purgatory on earth through the penalties that were assigned for confession. Can you imagine that kind of discipline in today's world? <laughs> no, no. In fact, no. in fact, the earliest confessions, um, it was, okay, well, that's your sin. Go do the punishment and then come back after you've done the punishment and I'll pronounce absolution. So they didn't even get the forgiveness until they did the punishment. But then the church, you know, got to a point where what they would do is start saying, okay, I'll go ahead and grant you absolution on your agreement to do this punishment. And the punishment might be, you know, a, a pilgrimage to, to Rome or the Holy Land or something like that. Or like five years of uh, yeah. fasting. Or five years of, yeah, it's, you know, um, it, it was, uh, they were quite severe. And so the thing is, what they're developed in the church during this, this time before we have indulgences proper the way we think about them today, um, there was this kind of, well, first of all, a, a bishop, as you're pointing out, could grant a shortening of the punishment and in doing so, grant it in such a way that the effect of the punish of the original assigned punishment by the priest was still fully present in the penitent. But okay. in addition to that, uh, there developed an understanding that like if you had like five years of, say, fasting, that that's like a good example. Um, so if you could get a buddy of yours to do a year of fasting along with you, then you only had to do four years. If, if he intended to apply that to your penance, that'd be a pretty good friend. (laughs) That would be a really good friend. But you know, I, I guess, I guess in theory, if you get 60 friends to each do a month, you're off scot free. I don't know, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyway, there was, the, you know, there there were a lot of these kinds of things in the development of the church's understanding of confession and penance and how it, you know, penance done on earth, especially intentional penance, how mm-hmm. it then applies to purgatory after you die. And so the church, it was understood that the church does have this authority to grant a not just to say, you know, it's not just like the bishop is saying, um, you don't have to do all of your penance. You can do some of it after after you die in purgatory. It's not that kind of a grant. It's an actual grant of relief from the temporal punishment due to sin, you know, under okay. the justice of God. So even even from the start, when they talk about it that way, it's still the church granting uh the the payment of purgatory it still yes, goes back it, to it purgatory. was a yes it was a okay. true even back then when it was granted only against the confessional penance it was still a true indulgence in that sense okay well and I, that's why see, i didn't know that and that's why because the because the the penances were so severe nobody thought in terms of indulgences the way we think of it now is applying it to people in purgatory or you know, against purgatory that you've accrued for yourself or something like that. They, they, you know, it was, it was in practice, but the modality of it was different up until about the 11th century. Yeah. Okay. So to, you know, to give everybody a, you know, I guess a modern definition, when you commit a sin, you have to go to confession, even though you've gone to confession and you've received forgiveness, you still now have a, temporal 
temporal just means time. You, you got to do it in time. It's not eternal. It, there's a yeah. time limit to it. You still have a temporal punishment that you have to serve because of that sin in order to restore your perfect unity with God before you can enter into the kingdom of heaven. And indulgence is some remission of that temporal punishment, but there's a caveat. This remission can only be obtained for that for temporal punishment that has already been uh, merited by your sins and for sins that have already been forgiven. So you can't apply an indulgence against punishment from future sins, and you can't apply it against the punishment for sins that you've not uh, been forgiven or gone to confession for. Okay. Uh, even if you intend to go to confession for them, you know, the indulgence. Um, yeah. I think I think the confession, like for the plenary indulgence, which we'll talk about in a minute, I, there's a part of the requirement is, is receiving sacramental confession, and perhaps it, it applies to the sins that you confess in that confession that's part of the receipt of the indulgence. Um, but not for, you know, like, okay, well, I've committed this sin. I want these indulgences against it, but I'm not going to bother to confess it for a couple more years because um, I need to go, I, I don't know, find a priest who doesn't yeah. know me or something like that. You know, yeah. that, that doesn't work. You can't do it that way. Okay. Um, so what are what are the conditions for all indulgences? So for all indulgences, plenary or partial, uh, you have to uh, intend to receive the indulgence. However, that intention can be a habitual um, intention. It doesn't have to be an immediate intention. So, for example, if part of your morning offering is, I wish to receive all the indulgences attached to my prayers and good works this day, that's sufficient for you to receive uh, those partial indulgences. You know, things attached to, to various minor sacramentals and and pious acts like making the sign of the cross and that kind of stuff. So do do you do you have to know about those specific indulgences in order to obtain them? If you I don't believe you do. You know okay. that's a good question. I but I don't believe you do because I think that's part of the um you know, part of the 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 generosity of of mercy yeah. of the church. Um now it, it's kind of funny the the way the indulgences work today is different than what they used to. Um, if you go find a, I mean, today nobody talks about indulgences um, because there's hardly any need to um, to have a, a listing. But but it used to be that people had a list of of the different acts uh, and prayers that were indulgenced and um, what kind of indulgences it was. So it might say a. a 30-day indulgence or a three-year yeah. indulgence or 300-day indulgence and that kind of stuff. And people think, oh, yeah, this will get me, you know, there's three years out, out of purgatory. Um, well, that's not quite exactly what that refers to. Right, um, because uh, purgatory doesn't, a soul in purgatory wouldn't experience time the way a person on earth would, right? Not necessarily. I mean, purgatory is temporal, um, so so they would still experience time. Um, but yeah, it, it, who knows what the, you know, the concept of years and days is, isn't necessarily applicable in the same way. Okay. However, um, those years and days actually does have a meaning within the church and what it referred to, there was a, you, you know, we talked about 
the old confessional penances and you know there were some standard penances that you would have to endure before you could come back into the fold and start receiving communion and stuff like that again and the days that were assigned to those penances referred or to the these those indulgences referred to days of penance um, okay so a 30 days indulgence you know back before we thought of it in terms of purgatory was 30 day grant a, a 30 day remission of you know so the bishop would knock 30 yeah. days off your penance today so it, well not today but but in the period when indulgences were listed this way a 30 day indulgence meant the amount of purgatory that corresponded to 30 days of penance in the church the early church right all right and so it was still locked onto something it wasn't just a a meaningless uh kind of a uh general this is a really big indulgence this is not so big it wasn't like that it was still locked on something specific and meaningful but it wasn't specifically days in purgatory the way it yeah. might sound to, to somebody who didn't uh quite understand that i see so that's uh, that and that's a partial indulgence now today it works differently um and i kind of uh i don't know if it's if if I, I I guess I kind of understand the intention, uh, uh, which is to promote conscientious piety in everything we do throughout our life, uh, you know, the, throughout our day. But the way an indulgence, a partial indulgence, works today is whatever indulgence act it is, as long as it's indulgenced by performing the act, uh, assuming you're in a state of grace and then assuming you know you're disposed you're going to by that act uh further unify yourself with god and by that act you're going to um acquire some you know just from your own action you're going to merit some reduction of the temporal punishment and it's going to serve as part of the temporal punishment for sins that you've committed yeah. um so you know the if you say a rosary every day that you know that it's uh it's not just a prayer the prayer is also something that brings you more in tune with god and reduces the need for punishment after you die you'll spend less time in purgatory well when the church deems an act indulgenced um today it means it's basically a matching program so whatever uh gain against temporal punishment you would have gotten from that act you're now going to get twice that much because the church is going to throw in its matching um you know grace or whatever well how how could you say that for a plenary indulgence then i mean not a plenary only a partial indulgence oh okay I so see. that's how the partial indulgences work okay so a plenary indulgence is different because a plenary indulgence um removes or remits all the temporal punishment for all the sins that have been forgiven up to that point. Okay. So I imagine when they first started granting these, there was like uh, parties in the streets, like, oh my gosh, look what we can do now. <laughs> you know? I mean, people lived around penance and mm -hmm. um, not just making themselves suffer in order to uh, make themselves worthy of, god but the the idea of of 
living out your suffering here on earth so that you didn't have to endure it after you're dead. And yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a, hungry, all sudden, a hungry penance is penance is better than a fiery one. <laughs> yeah. So and then all of a sudden with this one little thing here or little thing there, you can start fresh mm-hmm. as if you've just been baptized, which is something that yeah. I mean, like even uh, I'm going back to St. Augustine. He uh, during that time, I mean, we're that's to- like the 300s, right? Uh, he's mm-hmm. talking yeah. about the fact that people would put off their uh, baptism so that they're closer to death so that. Uh, they won't have a, ch- a chance to commit as many sins and um, have a better chance yeah, of going to heaven better faster. Chance of purgatory, right? Right, exactly. And and you know, people who who fell into one of the serious sins, um, they might often, you know, they they might confess that they would have to separate themselves from the fold, from the flock. You know, they couldn't go to communion and stuff. And and yeah. in general, if they weren't going to go to communion they also were expected not to even show up for mass i think um which is why a lot of the the specific rules we have now about that stuff exist but um people who had been baptized would put off um doing their penance for and and you know re-entering the church until they were older because you know for example if the uh if the indulgence is or the not indulgence if the penance required you to um you know go and 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 every day for a year um carry bread on your back and give it to the poor in 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 the city or something like that well you know if if you're old and infirm obviously you can't do that so the priest wouldn't impose that kind of penance oh okay yeah so there were you know so on both sides of it both baptized people who need to confess serious sins they would delay, and as you say, people were delaying baptism itself, which you know it sounds, it almost sounds like a like a good plan. Oh yeah, I'll just you know wait until uh, you know closer to the end, get baptized, yeah. you know, faster into heaven. But you know, then so, the the flip side of that is that um, no one plans all, for death. All of those things. Well, no one plans for it. Yeah, so you could be caught unprepared, and and then you lose out completely. Yeah. Um, but even if you even if your plan works, you've got all that life that you all that time that you lived in your life during which, as a baptized Christian, you could be giving all of your acts to God and growing closer to God uh, and meriting, you know, His grace and His life simply by offering those to God as a baptized person, as a person in the state of grace. Um, you lose that opportunity. So even somebody who perhaps perhaps they've lived, you know, 80 years as a Christian and perhaps in those years they've struggled and and committed a lot of, let's say it's, you know, mostly venial sins. Um, and so maybe they've got to spend time in purgatory. Somebody else waits until the, you know, they're a year from death, gets baptized and then passes away. Now, maybe that second person gets out of purgatory sooner, but that first person, having, you know, spent all of that time giving their life to God, when they get to heaven, their glory is good. You know, their share in God's glory is going to be greater than the person who waited. Yeah. Now, both are going to be completely happy. You know, they're going to be as happy as they possibly can be. 
but the one who who spent more time living the Christian life is going to have a greater capacity for the joy of being with God. Yeah, so you could fit more waited. happiness into him. Right. And that's what people don't 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 understand. All of us are going to be perfectly happy in heaven, but perfectly just means we'll be completely full. It but we're not all going to be equally happy. Yeah. Um okay, so the so plenary indulgences. That there are extra requirements for those. Okay. Right? So Yeah. Um and and in fact we should uh okay, so first it can only be gained once a day. A plenary indulgence can only be gained once a day. Uh, in addition, so you have to be in a state of grace to gain it. So you have to have gone to confession for any serious sins. You mm-hmm. have to the, have the interior disposition of complete detachment from sin, even venial sin. Um, so what do, what do we mean by complete detachment? We mean It doesn't mean that you're never going to sin again, but what it means is you're not holding on to any plans or you know, holding on to uh, life provision to even commit venial sins. Um, For example, if uh, you if you've pretty much given yourself to God, except uh, there's one guy who did something wrong to you a long time ago, and you're not you haven't really completely forgiven him. You're not you're not completely against him. But you haven't really, you're kind of holding on to a grudge. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a case like that, you could not receive a an indulgence. A plenary indulgence. At all. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't, the partial indulgences, I, I think, may be a little bit more lax than that. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely the plenary indulgence, yeah, you, you would not then be able to, to receive. Um, or, um, I don't know, if, uh, what are, what are, what are venial habitual pleasures uh, that people uh, each? Uh, so yeah, I mean you 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 go you go camping once a week or or once a year, and and you know on that camping trip you're going to get drunk, and you plan on getting drunk, and uh, oh yeah, that you that's don't plan on not getting drunk. It's like right if it's like yeah okay this is you hold be, on to that, and it's like okay except right. for that one occasion when I do this, then I'll probably drink a little bit. But other than that, I'm 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 not gonna uh uh get drunk and it's like well wait a minute it's right right if your intention is to get now if your intent you know if your intention is you know what i i've i've got to clear that up to next time we go camping uh i'm gonna i'm gonna hold um, you to it i'm gonna meter myself i'm gonna you know uh, uh it's gonna be you know uh, one beer per hour or one beer per two hours or whatever it is, you know, if it, it, yeah. okay. That would be an example of, all right, you're giving that up even as a venial sin instead of holding it as, yeah, that's my weekend to get smashed. Yeah. For example. Okay. So yeah, that would be, that. that's a good example. So anyway, complete detachment from sin, even venial sin. Um, so you have to sac- have sacramentally confessed your sin. So all serious sins have to have been confessed sacramentally um now you have to receive the holy eucharist better to receive it at mass but if if there's no way you know it's not Mm -hmm. strictly required that it be at mass um and you have to pray for the intentions of the pope that's a hard one that's the hard one today now i i you know i've got a word about that that i i was kind of thinking of that because my 
my morning offering includes the intentions of the yeah. Pope. Well, well, hold um, on before we go on to that, because okay, uh, yeah, receiving let's, let's, the Eucharist, mm-hmm. I, I we were brought up being told that you have to have received the Eucharist within eight days before or after of uh, of doing the act to get the indulgence. I I don't know where so that came from, and I saw another spot that said one month before or after, and then I see some places that don't mention time. Okay, so I'm reading the EWTN, and it says, Following the general remarks on indulgences from Gift of the Indulgences, summarizes the usual conditions given in the church's law. Now, it doesn't... So here's here's what it says. This is just on EWTN's website. It is appropriate but not necessary. I'm glad you brought that up because it's the next point. That the sacramental confession and especially the Holy Communion and prayer for the Pope's intentions take place on the same day that the indulgence work is performed. But it is sufficient that these sacred rites and prayers be carried out within several days, about 20, before or after the indulgence act. Okay. Prayer for the Pope's intentions is left to the choice of the faithful, but an Our Father and Hail Mary are suggested. So that's, you know, very simple prayers for the Pope's intentions. Okay. One sacramental confession suffices for several plenary indulgences, but separate Holy Communion and separate prayer for the Pope's intentions are required. So remember, ah. they said you can only receive one plenary indulgence per day. So let's say you you have, you know, six different ancestors that, that you want to acquire a plenary indulgence. By the way, we didn't uh, say this before. You get an indulgence, you can apply it to somebody else who's already passed away on the presumption that they're in purgatory. Yeah, as long as so, they're dead. Yeah, they have to be dead. So, you you know, like your grandmother and, and so on and so forth. Right. Um, so, you might have six, you know, uh, relatives who have passed away that you want to get indulgences for. And so... Each day, there's some indulgence to act that you have available to you each of these days, six days in a row, for example. So you do the act each of those six days. Now, here's the thing. You only have to go to confession once, and that counts for all six of them. But six separate times you have to receive Holy Communion within a fairly short timeline there. And yeah. six separate times you have to say prayers for the intentions of the Holy Father. Okay. So that's... Uh, I didn't know that about the prayers for the uh, Holy Father until today when I... Oh, okay. Up. I, yeah, I didn't know a, that was part of it. So all of my of it. plenary indulgences the, that I got so far. didn't count. <laughs> Out the window. Because, yeah. Well, I say the morning offering, but I, I don't often... I don't really even that is part of the normal the the traditional morning offering isn't it? Yeah. But I forget to say that a lot. Right. Now, okay. and something that that we already said but it says here so our repeated indulgences can always be applied either to oneself or to the souls of the deceased, but they cannot be applied to other persons living on earth. Yeah. Okay. So, now prayers of the holy the intentions of the holy father okay so when you look at some of the holy father's stuff so for example at at mass last week the priest gave a good sermon you know on the need to pray for vocations and encourage vocations 
All right, we you know we've got a priest shortage. All right, fine. Um, but just before that, I'm you know hearing the stuff about the Pope changing the canon law so that the uh, role of altar server is no longer even suggested to be reserved just for boys. He says, no, we're just going to make it completely open. It used to be it's it's only for men, but in a pinch, women can, you know, perform the acts needed. It, yeah, I know, don't think that, even that's, that that's how was, it was defined, was it? People just that did it. It happened in practice, no, but no, no, it was... It, it, well, it was. So so what it says, so the, there's a canon that says when pastoral necessity requires it, or, okay. you know, so, some such... Um, you know, weasel language is what yeah. I like to think of it as. Um, any lay person can fulfill the role of lector, cantor, or other liturgical function. Now, okay. somebody said, well, wait a minute. It says other liturgical function. That means altar server too, right? And so uh, Pope St. John Paul II commissioned a uh, group in the Vatican to deliberate on it a little bit. And they came back with the answer, yes, it does include altar service. So under that canon, a girl could do it in a pinch. Now, what's interesting is that it should have kind of been obvious, and it should have always been treated that way, because back in the 1917 version of the canon law, it was explicitly stated that in a pinch, a girl can do it. It didn't use the words in a pinch. That's my language. But basically, that's what they're saying. And up until today, that has always been what it is. A girl's allowed to do it in a pinch. So all of those parishes out there who have been simply rolling them onto the schedule, girls, boys, all of you sign up. We'll just divide up the schedule. Everybody gets to do it. They've actually been in a state of disobedience up until now. Now this pope says... We're just going to go ahead and roll it over, girls, boys, whatever. And you can even install girls with liturgical uh, ceremonies and stuff like that. Okay. It seems to me that the Pope's intention, if you look at this, is contrary to anything that might be related to trying to encourage vocations to the priesthood. Yeah. Because you've just taken one of the things that boys can do that is just for them and that points to the priesthood and you've obliterated that. So, and and then if there's, of course, there's other things like his Abu Dhabi statement and, and, you know, various yeah. things. The, and then we get the, to the, the Amazon whole, stuff. Who knows, and, yeah. who knows what he's actually intending with this secret deal that he's made with China. Okay. So you say, okay, how can I pray for the intentions of this guy? Well, here's, here's my answer to that. Um, reify the intentions that reify means make into a thing. So think of his intentions as a thing, a, a, an object, a, um, a substance, a, you know, maybe even a living thing. Okay. And pray for that, pray for it to recover health. In other words, pray okay. that his intentions become those that they should be. Yeah. As part of praying for the Pope. And then in addition to that, go ahead and qualify it in, in your mind or if your if your prayers, you know, words are like like for example, the morning offering that I say when I read it and memorized it from some book, the wording was the intentions of the Pope this month. 
or the Holy Father this month. I forget what, you know, but mm-hmm. basically this, you know, the intentions of the Pope. Okay, now when I say my morning offering, I say for the good intentions of the Pope. There you go. So that's the other way you can do it. You can qualify it. And in your mind, so, okay, I'm going to say prayers for the good intentions of the Pope and for the intentions of the Pope that they become or that they, you know, that they are, are guided into what God would want them to be uh, for the health of the intentions of the Pope, so to speak. But you know so that, when, the, when Both it, of those are, are available to us. When it boils down to it, I part of any prayer is uh, your... I, I, I don't even know how to say this. You pray with the understanding that uh, you only want what God wants. You're, yes, you're exactly. giving your will to God. So if God doesn't want whatever the Pope is praying for, then it's understood you're not praying for that either. That's true. Yeah, So absolutely. It, it's not necessarily something you have to even think about. You don't have yeah. to worry about praying for the intentions of the Pope, I guess is what I'm saying. It's, it's just yeah, part of your... that's true. That's true. You, know, you can just, you know, rest assured that all of those ways that I've just described are how God's going to receive it anyway, if you're sincere. You're not praying for more Pachamamas in our churches if you pray <laughs> for the way. intentions of the Pope. You don't got to worry about it. That's right. Okay. Um, are, have we gone over all the... Uh, I, I just want to mention one thing. Yeah, we did go over okay. all the conditions and, and sort of, of how they work generally and that kind of stuff. Um, for those who are interested a little bit more uh, deeply, perhaps, um, there is a really good, it's called a, a primer on indulgences. I found it at a link of uh, St. Rose of Lima Parish um, in uh, Florida. But the primer itself is actually written by Jimmy Aiken. Some of you may recognize the name. He's he's a um, kind of a popular Catholic apologist, yeah. um, and it is very thorough. It it it's you know several pages long, um, but it goes through um, explaining the principles that indulgences are based on, and grounding them in Scripture. And then it presents a series of myths about indulgences that. You know, if you just type Google indulgences and start reading what, what you know, people, ha, you know, are writing yeah. on the Internet, you'll see a lot of things stated that simply aren't true. And he addresses some of those right. as well. Um, so it's I, I, for anybody who, who this may seem like a new thing or maybe you thought, oh, indulgences, that's that thing the church used to do that they, you know, that uh, uh, that Martin Luther left the church over or something like that. And, and they and so we don't do it anymore. No, that's that's you know go go read this primer. It's well worth it. Uh, and and we'll do do we have? Uh, I've heard other bloggers or not bloggers podcasters refer to show notes on their podcast. Do we do that on ours? I have not been doing it because I it's an extra step that I just haven't been taking. But I can put okay. We can I can put a uh, a uh, a link, link or on something. There. Okay, it, yeah. So. You, you sent me some links. I can put those on. All right. Okay. okay. So I just wanted to bring that up before we yeah. move on. Now, specifically last week, you mentioned that this is the year of St. Joseph proclaimed by Pope Francis and that he is granting to us certain plenary indulgences. Yeah. And I I started reading those and I 
I, I've got more questions now than I had before. Because <laughs> okay. at first I tried to just look at, you know, people's reporting of it. And, and I found this list of stuff you can do to get the indulgences. But then certain things weren't explained to me. And I started reading to find out what those are explained. And I found out that I can't find where Pope Francis explains any of it. It's it's really vague. Like, um, do you do this every day and then for the whole year you get one indulgence? That's, that's yeah. I here, Let me read the actual. So I, I think this is the text. I, I'm reading on uh, Aletia. Um, it's a Catholic website, um, kind of a, a uh, online articles and stuff. And okay. here's the text, and I think this is the actual text um, because I've read it the same language in a couple different places. It says the plenary indulgence is granted. So it doesn't say a plenary indulgence. It says the plenary indulgence. So does it mean like there's one opportunity is granted to the faithful under the usual conditions uh, to Christians who, with a spirit detached from any sin, participate in the year of St. Joseph on these occasions and manners indicated by the apostolic penitentiary. Now, setting aside the, the grammatical atrocity of that sentence, um, I can't lift out of the grammar whether this is each occasion is its own opportunity for an indulgence or whether you have to do all of them or whether if you if you sort of live a spirit of trying to participate through these manners you can get an indulgence at the end of the year i it, yeah. it's it's here's the only thing the only thing that that kind of um <clears throat> keeps me th- hoping that that this is really uh you know granted per act is that it refers to the usual conditions and the usual conditions are temporally grounded to performing the act. So it's like you've got to receive Holy Communion, say the prayers, go to confession within a few days of performing the act. And it would be very difficult to ground that if it's more of this loosey-goosey participate in these things throughout the year. Yeah, kind of a kind of a situation. So that that keeps me hopeful that yes, each one of these things is itself an independent opportunity for an indulgence, multiple per throughout the year. Now I, I'm still going to keep researching that because, like I said, the, the language is so horrible in terms of clarity, yeah. um, which you know that par for the course with this pope. Um, but you know, and obviously, it's always good to pray to Saint Joseph. All all of these are are prayers and works related to Saint Joseph, and it's yeah, always good to we do would that, do, regardless a lot of, of these the indulgence. You probably do anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, but the little things like okay, therefore, those who, following the example of Saint Joseph, perform a corporal or spiritual work of mercy, will also be able to achieve the gift of plenary indulgence. Following St. Joseph's example, perform a spiritual or corporal work of mercy. Does anyone get through a day without performing some kind of spiritual or corporal work of mercy? And what do they mean by following the example of St. Joseph? They just mean quietly without fanfare and, and 
you know. I think that means you ostentation. take your kid and move to Egypt to escape a king who wants to kill you. <laughs> what is that? Is corporal work, work of mercy? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Save Jesus' life. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just—it's like, well, I, you know, I, admonish the sinner. I, you know, I, I could go berate a prostitute or something. That... Yeah, and I guess it—it's <laughs> my own fault here because we said last week we said, okay, uh, Pope Francis granted these indulgences. We'll talk about it next week. And so I yeah. waited till two hours before we start recording to actually look it up. And then I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh, I should have done this last week. Because there's a it's lot of unanswered us, questions here. Uh, more than a week. <laughs> we'll have to do a follow-up in our next podcast. Yeah, about what he was trying to convey here. It might help if we... I, I assume okay. all this stuff everyone is written who, in Latin. I'm, gonna, I'm reading this. Okay, everyone who entrusts their daily activity to the protection of St. Joseph and every faithful who invokes the intercession of St. Joseph so that those seeking work can find dignifying work, can also obtain the plenary indulgence. See, they say the plenary indulgence as if it's just one. I know. So you can do pretty much anything and get a plenary indulgence, but it's a year-long thing. So if you mess up in that year at all, commit a mortal sin, I don't know. I, you know what? If you want to be safe and get a plenary indulgence... Maybe go to one of the older ones that are still uh, available. Because yeah, a lot yeah. of them were not tied to a specific year, and we should do a show on that. Like the the yeah, that's that's true. What Leah? The various opportunities for plenary indulgences. They're not, there's a lot. You know, of them. it's there's a lot of them, but it's rare that they're easy. Uh, so, for example, like like five first Saturday devotions in a row, and the completion yeah. of those. Would be the 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 day that marks the you know where you got to receive communion mm-hmm. and, and confession stuff like that. I um, remember one that yeah, was we look uh, those up and do a bun- do a the, show on uh, do a rosary with your family. I remember that was one. I can't remember who granted it, and I thought, oh, cool, we do one every week. So what's the big deal? Wow. Is that and then st- I is found out active? no, it's it's all three decades. Oh, it's a whole rosary. the whole fifteen. Uh, you got to do the whole yeah. thing. Not yeah, got three it. decades. Okay. Not I didn't mean but, that. Yeah, I know all three mysteries. Three sets. Right. Yeah. Which I can imagine if I tell my kids, "Hey, we're going to do we're going to do three rosaries today." <laughs> They're going to love me for that. <laughs> but <laughs> but well, you won't have to go to purgatory. <laughs> it's like, "Well, gee, dad, that's Yeah, we got the rest of, of our lives to I do mean, this." I know. We yeah. Well, not only that, it's like, "Okay, you you dad, you've built up a lot of purgatory. We haven't been around right. that long. We What do we have to worry about?" <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I guess uh, we, I guess we'll make another promise. We'll come back and talk about. Some we will real come back and talk about make the, more uh, sense. the real ones. And if we can bring clarity on this, yeah, um, maybe we're wrong about this. Maybe it's just the way it's being reported. Could be. Uh, yeah, I, I doubt I, it. I could but go out. Maybe I could go read the Latin and try to parse it out a little bit. I know a little bit of Latin. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we'll try to find out more. <laughs> okay. Now our topic this week. Um, I don't, I I don't think there's any kind of teaching on it. But the the question you had posed was, should we spend time and energy studying other religions, like Eastern religions and Hinduism and Buddhism and stuff like that? Um, Wait a minute, that's the topic. 
I thought Didn't the topic you... was indulgences. I you. S- that's I what you we suggested. I said, yeah, let's do that. I know. Oh, okay. I thought. Okay, I thought you said no. We were going to do indulgences instead. No, I was just saying we still have to do indulgences. Oh, that's okay. Okay, so <laughs> so I haven't done any research on that. Oh well, neither have I. I thought you did. Well, in that case, um, talk about being caught with your pants down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we've, (laughs) we've been going on at this for 45 minutes, which is, is it really that long? Well, maybe the main part of a show. (laughs) Okay. It is. Okay. Yeah. We've been, I didn't realize we've been talking that long. Yeah. We'll, we'll be merciful. We won't impose two shows on you this week. Basically. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that next time since neither <laughs> one of us did any research on it. <laughs> okay. All right. So I kept and, thinking, and, man, and, he's dragging this out kind of long. <laughs> just, just to yeah. <laughs> considering it's just an introduction into our topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but just to, to give everybody a, uh, a teaser, um, what really got me to thinking about this was this, you know, when you go and study old cultures and that kind of stuff, um, you know, the, the, the obvious, uh, thought is, well, yeah, it's cool to learn about old cultures, but Mm -hmm. you know, some of them had, um, you know, idols and fetishes. And we, I think we know that spirits, the evil spirits, demons attach themselves to things, not just living things, but they can attach themselves to things. So you take those things and you, you know, bring them in a museum for everybody to look at. Oh, wow. That, you know, like look, Pachamama. Look at you know, it's like a Pachamama or whatever. Um, are you bringing demons into those, uh, into the museum? And all the people who go through and watch those, is, are you exposing them possibly to some kind of influence? So that's what kind of got me to thinking about the question gen- generally. And I yeah. thought, you know, that's a bigger question that we should really kind of explore and discuss is, you know, to what degree and what manner and with what care is it right? A- Danny's computer crashed and he said, oh, shoot. And he's going to try to get it going again, I guess, to get the recording again. I'm going to pause it anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. We had a computer problem and we're recovering from that. And I think we're at current events, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we were about to talk about current events. I, I think we, we uh, I don't know exactly when mine froze, but I think you probably heard what we hope to talk about next week. Yeah. Uh, about, you know, so. Other Okay, let's go into current okay. events. Yeah, other cultures and so forth. Okay, there's and a I'm bunch thinking of. Specifically ancient cultures. I mean, cultures yeah. today, obviously, you want to know about them in order to convert them. But I'm talking right. about ancient cultures particularly. Okay. So. Um, you know, okay. I, I don't know what to do here with current events. This week I'm just going to re- read a bunch of stuff that I saw. But I, okay. we predicted all kinds of things that's going to happen. And now all that stuff is happening. So am I going to report each one that happens as it happens? Because we all knew it was coming. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. We'll I guess there's a lot of current week. events that we probably don't need to. Yeah, yeah it's just stuff it's like, that. So, uh, for example, uh, the Chinese foreign ministry places sanctions on 28 members of outgoing Trump administration. Um, <laughs> this is in response to when Pompeo said that the internment of Muslim 
believers constitutes genocide in China. Oh, okay. So China's fighting. Uh, China, China's just doing what China does, and I don't think the Biden administration really has a good understanding of what they're dealing with here. I think I, I don't know. Yeah, the left is I, so I mean, stupid. I, I they they really have no idea what they're dealing with, and Trump no, did. They're, they're uh, it's it's like I say that you know I've said this several times. Whenever Democrats are in charge of the government, in more ways than one, it's like they're it's like they're a bunch of kids playing house. It, it, yeah. They're more they're more playing at governing than they are governing. Yeah. So. Also, a United States convoy of 40 trucks and armored vehicles enters northeastern Syria from Iraq. Um, You know, I guess Hmm. this is what we'd say. All the the wars that Trump got us out of, we're going to go back in now. Biden's going to get us back into, yeah. So we're going to start fighting a bunch of 20-year wars where we don't win. We just keep fighting. Mm -hmm. And I guess... The business of war is open again, and we're going to start, you know, that's how that's how they make money. So that's what we'll start doing again. So, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, and another thing you said from very early on is they like ISIS is going to start up again. So mm-hmm. now they call it ISIL instead of ISIS. I don't know why they don't say ISIS. They call it ISIL. Uh, yeah. Obama did that. But right, um, right. in Baghdad, Iraq... There was a suicide attack, uh, killed 32 people, injured 110 others. Um, this is, you know, it's starting again. It's uh, starting. It, yeah, we can expect it to continue to ramp up. It's yeah. weird that it's starting so soon. It's like almost like, did you, did you ever see the newer Pink Panther movies with Steve Martin? Yeah. Okay, so. Well, I the saw Pink them, Panther, but I hardly remember them and I, I didn't really care for them. Okay, you may remember this point. The, the second one, the Pink Panther uh, 2, I he I doesn't want to leave the country the because he knows, as as you you got past this point, he knows that as soon as he uh, leaves, that the Pink Panther is going to be stolen again. He, you know, Clouseau, oh, played yeah, by Steve Martin, yeah. believes he's the only one who can keep, you know. So he's in, like, I don't know. He finally is convinced, hey, everything's going to be okay. You're going to... And it's like he steps over the threshold, um, you know, at, at, at the airport or wherever yeah. it is that constitutes leaving. And it's like as he steps over the threshold, the news comes on that it's been stolen. Yeah. It's that weird that this stuff is yeah. all just, you know, it, it's like the that world was waiting for Trump to back. be gone. As a, Yeah. Trump's it's not like, going to put up with it. But eventually we'll get a president who does put up with it. And it's like they're all just waiting for that to happen. Now it's happened. Oh, cool. Now here oh, we go. Let's all go. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go trash the U.S. And here's Biden <laughs> and that world, idiot Harris uh, just saying, oh, okay, come on, guys. Come on, trash us. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, uh, United States District Judge for Western District of Washington uh, rejects a lawsuit filed by Parler uh, requesting reinstatement on Amazon servers. Um, I, it's a I shame this is happening, different. but I I don't understand. To me, they should have seen this coming. But yeah, I maybe there was nothing because even now there's still nothing they can do about. It. I uh, Dinesh D'Souza 
had the parlor guy uh, and interviewed him. And mm-hmm. a, a site as big as his needs a certain amount of security. And yeah. the the top 10 companies that who could provide that security in America will not deal with him. So he's being forced to find right. security and servers outside the U.S. Right. And, Isn't that and, weird? Yeah, and bandwidth. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It's 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 modern technology driven censorship. You know, we, yeah. we don't need laws. You know, that the tech companies will just do it de facto. Yeah. Uh, by virtue of the fact that everybody uses them to communicate. Uh, the House Oversight Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney calls for the S- FBI to investigate Parler for their role in the storming of the U.S. Capitol. Storming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> storming people, and insurrection and all these stupid words for. <laughs> it's such a. A non, I mean, okay, yeah, something happened, but all these these exaggerated hyperbolic words that people use to describe right. it are ridiculous. Here's, okay, this is this is where I get. I, I don't know how to attack this because things like this happen, and we could we could have spent this whole forty five minutes talking about each one of these uh, current events and why why this is so wrong and yeah. but i and i don't know if people i guess i guess if they're listening to us they know why they're wrong i don't i don't think we have to explain this stuff and i mm-hmm. i used right. to think i you know i used to go after these things and argue each point and then i finally realized it doesn't matter if you argue the point the people who disagree with you disagree with you not because of what you're arguing about it's just because they've given themselves to sin that's all i can say about it yeah they're they're oriented wrong they're they're they're, and given they're over never to... going to agree mm-hmm. until they turn their lives over to god or that's right or at least to common sense but yeah. usually to god um so yeah that's that's you know that that's something that that is did, did i mention this uh last time that societies don't Societies that have gone insane, they don't recover sanity first and then find God. Yeah, yeah, you did, and it's things like this. Yeah, like we we need. They to, wouldn't come to it, their senses and say, "Hey, wait a minute, we should give Parler free speech as well as all the other places that he have free speech because of free speech." Right. So it this has got to be a a spiritual path of of. Uh, militancy that we're on now. Yeah, we've got to to try to recover our nation for God, and if we do that, these other things will get taken care of. Now, free speech and 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 other mechanisms, you know, the the, the details, those are tools that we can use in that path, and and we should be aware of them, and you know, things like like uh, yeah. you know, decentralized communications and stuff like that, and and various stuff. We we should. We should understand and, and be ready to use them, but yeah. we can't say, "Oh, first we've got to restore free speech, and then we'll be able to start calling people to God." No, it has to be. We've got to call people to God for the sake of our nation, you know, being aligned with God. Yeah, and use whatever tools we can use to do that. That's got to be our our goal right now. That's where we are. Yeah, definitely. 
the World Trade Organization rules that the United, because they have rulings and uh, they affect us greatly. Uh, <laughs> rules that the United States violated the organization's rules when it significantly raised a tariff on South Korean goods from 9.49% to 59.72% in May of 2016. In other words, what Trump did to restore American uh, greatness and to restore our yeah. uh, industries, uh, our that home was against the uh, manufacturing base. The World Trade Organization's rules, and well. I don't know what that means. Are they going to fine us? This is stupid. <laughs> well, you know what? Under Trump, they could have tried. Under yeah. Biden, he's going to you know roll over and expose his belly and do whatever they say. It's that's the thing. Reading this stuff is so sad. It's like we were. Winning I know it's depressing, again. and it's yeah. It's, we were uh, we were on our way, but now we're not. So we just I don't know. Uh, in response to a bill proposed by Parliament to request, and this is in uh, Britain. Hold on here. This is in Australia. Oh, okay. There was a bill proposed by Parliament to require dot com companies to compensate local news outlets. Now, the way it's described is um, to compensate local news outlets for hosting their content. I don't know if that means. For the dot-com companies hosting the news outlets content, or or what? But yeah, does does that mean I, nobody? I mean, I, no. That, I don't think they mean host. They just link to, or maybe they exactly. mention them in a article. But that's not it helps hosting drive, their content. It helps drive traffic to the news. Yeah, and sites. if if uh, if they have a so if the news puts part of their content on say youtube and then another company links to that youtube or even has a frame within their website showing the youtube content they're not hosting that i i, I think yeah, this is a bunch of it. people who don't quite understand how this stuff they don't works. get how the internet works <laughs> and so uh google is threatening to block australians from using its uh services if the bill becomes law so I guess what we're seeing here is um, finally a, com- a country says uh, a country is crossing Google. And I, yeah. I think this probably goes to YouTube. YouTube having uh, news sites uh, broadcasts on their servers. And they're wanting the news site to be able to s- sue YouTube and say, hey, that's our content, and it's on your server. This is the old question that first arose with YouTube. And YouTube said, hey, we don't host anything. We're not a publisher. We just, we we're just a platform. People upload. Other people yeah. put it on our server. We didn't put it on our server, so you can't sue us. And so right. we said, okay, you're a platform. You don't publish things. You don't decide what's on there and what isn't on there. So nobody can sue you. Well, now in the 2016 and on, they decided, well, oh, we wait a minute. There's decide. certain things we don't want on here. So we're going to editorialize our comment, our content. Right. And this is where that whole question comes in, where it's like, well, it's a private company. It's not a government. So there is no freedom of speech. Okay. 
fine, there's no freedom of speech. But they are now liable. They are now liable for hosting content that doesn't belong to them. Yeah. Because they're not a platform anymore. They're a publisher. I it's hard to get yeah, that it, through it, to it, some people. I know. It's 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 uh it, it's you really can't have it both ways, at least under American law. I don't know if the Australian right. law works the same way or not. So uh, I would love it if Australia did it, and then suddenly YouTube and Google was gone from Australia, and would, people saw, hey, wait a minute, they Australia seem to be would, surviving. Yeah. They're okay they made, without Google. They made they made their own lives work. <laughs> so I guess Imagine, we'll, you can have life without Google. Yeah. I think that would be great, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think Google's going to win. And yeah. force Australia to be part of its domain because we have no we have we now have one uh, world ruler and that's Google who is actually being I think controlled by China because you notice Google doesn't do all this stuff to China to the Chinese that's true that's true uh, and China's got some of the most restrictive rules there are yeah so for dot coms these leftists are so stupid in how they deal with each other. And how they think they're going to be dealt with in the future, and they don't see the monsters that they're creating. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, I mean, they they really think that some kind of tech utopia is gonna, you yeah, know, they evolve and 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 that everybody's gonna be, you know, blissfully happy just doing what the uh, the tech rulers say. Here's what you need to do in order for you know society to run or something like that i don't know it, it's bizarre i i yeah. can't quite grasp the leftist mind yeah uh police brutality in the united states that's the heading this is under in tacoma okay. washington uh, a police officer drove through a downtown crowd running over at least one person and sending them to the hospital the officer okay. was responding to calls that a group of people were blocking a downtown intersection. When the crowd surrounded the police car, and I guess they maybe they surrounded her car and she was trying to get out, but I know there's... I thought it was decided in the courts that if you're surrounded by a crowd and you feel your life is threatened, you can hit that you gas. Go. Yeah. Um, he didn't drive it, into the crowd. No, yeah, the crowd surrounded... <laughs> she, was it a she? The officer. Uh, okay. I can't... Uh, well, regardless, he or she, it's yeah. not, it's like when you first started reading, I imagined like, oh, there's this crowd and this policeman decides, oh, I'm just going to drive in and just ram yeah. into that crowd. And, but that's, yeah, it but doesn't that's, sound like that's, that's what it is what at all. And it, no. and it doesn't sound like police brutality at all either. Right. Um, here's, okay, here's my, I put this on there for a reason. Um, these, I know that, okay, for... If we were a liberal podcast, we would talk about how bad cops are. If we yeah. were a right-wing podcast, we would talk about how great cops are and how they're getting a bad rap. But maybe I I don't want to say either one of those because you know the cops who whenever you listen to a right-winger talk about cops, they talk about how they're the just the uh the, the greatest people risking their lives to protect society blah 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 look these people these cops move against uh 
right-wingers all the time when they're told to. Yeah. Uh, look what happened in Washington, uh, D.C. Before this, quote, insurrection, there was there were cops pepper-spraying um, protesters. The Trump supporters, yeah. Who were not doing anything, who were not violent. Right. They were just, and, and they, I mean, I saw videos of it. It's... They weren't doing anything, and suddenly they get pepper sprayed, or they get hit with those bean bags, or whatever. Right. I'm sorry, these cops—they're getting what they deserve. I remember as a kid watching mom get arrested by Cincinnati mm-hmm. Police Department for for yeah. what? For protesting abortion. For she wasn't protesting abortion. violent. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. She was holding a sign. That was her crime. So these cops are getting what they deserve. I think. I, I, I hate to yeah, put I it that way, but when been a lot to all of, those uh, policemen who think they're being uh, that there's some injustice here. OK, when there's a group of uh, uh, right wingers protesting like the during Tea Party movement, are, are don't you arrest them when you're told to arrest them? And don't didn't you uh, at the Trump rallies? Didn't you not respond when Trump supporters are getting beat up? Didn't you stand there and watch them destroy towns? How can you think that you deserve any better when you do that? Oh, well, my commander says I have to. Okay, well, doesn't any cops think on their own, or are they robots? And if you're a robot, isn't that the same argument the Nazis made? All the soldiers who killed Jews? I don't mean to compare you to people who killed Jews. I'm just saying it's a dumb argument. Yeah. So your commander told you to do something terrible. Does that mean you have to do it? You got a gun, you got handcuffs, and you could say, hey, I'm arresting you. All right, well, then take the consequences later and get fired or whatever. But you still got to do what's right. right. That's- yeah, that's the thing. When the cops, uh, when they make themselves tools, they, they, really what, what, they're, what they've done is make themselves tools of, of you know, a, a, a sort of petty tyranny uh, in so many ways. So they've lost credibility. So... Yeah, you know, and now people don't fear them. Um, many cases they've got, you know, as you can see, the, you know, contempt for them. Um, con- you know, right, so-called right wingers. Um, at the very least, um, for the most part, try to stay within the the you know bounds of, of public order and so forth. Yeah, they generally um, are, are peaceful. They they don't usually need. Um, you don't need riot uh, gear to, to deal with to, uh, yeah. the Tea Party protests. Right, right. Um, it would be nice if they were protected a little bit when they're being beset upon by uh, by left wingers. Yeah, but the you know the yeah the, I mean the it, it's not like the police have been some kind of um, like paragon of justice or something like that. Right. That, that uh, people can point. Hey, look, we've really got to protect them uh well no it it's you know they've been derelict in their duties um and you know the the uh this is this is them facing the music for that yeah the the police departments have been taken over by the left and maybe there's a bunch of officers there who are who are great people i don't know i know one thing if i'm dealing with the police i'm probably not happy with them there's been yeah. very few times in my life when the police have been heroes to me. There have been times, 
I'll I'll shout out the Cleves Police Department. They're they're a great department, but they're a tiny little force right yeah, next to Cincinnati. That's a tiny city, you know. That's so. I don't know. I I I wasn't even going to talk about that, but uh, I saw it in the <laughs> news. I thought, I'm, okay, I'm going to bring yeah, this up. up. Yeah, and, okay, uh, moving on. For the second consecutive day, uh, I guess China China is invading Taiwan's airspace. Oh. And this, this has happened twice now. And, you know, what's Biden going to do? Nothing. They wouldn't do that when Trump was there. No, but no, now we now got that, Biden. Now that Biden's so, in, China's hmm. uh, feeling their oats. Uh, the uh, H5N8 was reported in. Okay, this is how this is listed. Uh, this is a it's flu. reported in two backyard hobby. I'm sorry, two backyard hobby gray crowned cranes in Italy. I don't know if a backyard hobby gray crowned crane is a species. Or yeah, if that's supposed to be split up into two backyard hobby describing gray crown uh, cranes, I don't know. But um, anyway, they found a couple <laughs> birds in central Italy. A couple of birds Italy, with H1N8. Okay, H5N8. And they, they killed them and 10 other healthy birds to prevent it from spreading. From spreading, right. Okay. So uh, this is still a thing. It's still out there. and It's still a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's another Asian thing i don't why do we get so many flus and and sicknesses from asia asia <laughs> i think it's because they eat man they eat meat-eating mammals i think that's where this comes from oh that's right because like they eat cats and stuff don't they, they eat dogs and cats and you know i wonder i there might be something to that i don't know because you don't find these you don't find the same kinds of problems in people who eat cattle and uh grass eating mammals Mm-hmm. Uh, or two. I mean, we uh, ju- you know. we don't eat predators. I don't know why right, we don't eat predators. Part. I could that's not imagine weird. eating I, I never a dog, thought of that. But I, I that's the that. difference. So, oh well. Uh, and they have introduced a bill in the Senate that'll make Washington D.C. become the fifty-first state. Now, I would remind you that you had said it's not that bad. We still have. They would need uh, the majority vote in the Senate to make this happen. And from what I'm hearing, um, that is not going to be the case anymore. And they don't have to vote for it. Well, maybe they did vote for it, and maybe Mitch McConnell gave up and said, okay, we'll give you this vote so that there is no filibuster. That's what Hmm. I'm hearing. There's not going to be a filibuster. If they have simple majority, they can do whatever they want. Get rid of the filibuster. Huh. So yeah, Washington D.C. Uh, is about to become a state, and not long after that, you know who will? Uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Oh well. I, we we all saw it coming. We all said it was coming, and now it's coming. Uh, we just keep praying. Uh, okay, SpaceX launched a record 143 satellites into orbit on a single rocket. Wow, that's a lot of uh, satellites. 143. Yeah. You know, there are times when I think, we've got so many satellites up there, why don't they bump into each other? But well, I guess when you realize spaces, though. it's so, yeah, it's so fast, and it's even more fast. It's so, the further up you go, 
the more vast it is, not because there's right. less other stuff there, but because the surface area becomes bigger. Mm-hmm. So there's more space in space than there is on the planet, and that sounds like a dumb thing to say. Of course there is, but I'm <laughs> I'm talking about in terms of layers. A single layer yeah. of space is much bigger than the entire Earth's surface. Right, right. And the satellites, we've got satellites in different layers up there. Yeah, all going at different speeds, doing different things, and uh, I don't know. It's neat how many we've got up there. But uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, I my uh, browser has restored, so I've got a few uh, what I hope are going to be interesting. Uh, let's see. First of all, Oklahoma lawmaker, and I'm going to get this guy's name, Representative Justin Humphrey. Um, <laughs> I uh, he's a Republican. Uh, in Oklahoma, he wants to create an official, um, official by the Oklahoma, you know, uh, wildlife and conservation, um, uh, department, an official Bigfoot hunting season. Oh, he says, I want to be not clear. not go to Oklahoma. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, they said Bigfoot, not big nose. Uh, no, I got size fourteen feet. <laughs> yeah, I got we're some... not going. We're what not going to kill Bigfoot. Yeah, I know Jason would be. In, <laughs> he would be in straits. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "I want to make it clear: we're not going to kill Bigfoot. We're going to trap a live Bigfoot. We're not promoting killing. We just want to promote hunting him and trying to find evidence." Okay. <laughs> We've got to. I. I wish we had the kind of money and time to do stupid pointless things and go to Oklahoma and make a big show of catching Jason Bigfoot oh yeah. <laughs> hold him up like just net him and hold him up as a prize we caught one we found a Bigfoot <laughs> and then he could he could do a lawsuit against us for uh, trapping Bigfoots for yeah <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so uh, in Ellsbury, uh, Missouri, uh, people have been, I guess, uh, going into this guy's home and ransacking it and taking stuff for uh, some months. Tens of thousands of dollars worth of property. Meanwhile, the guy is in his car dead in his garage. Wow. Um now I here's what I it says. Uh, That's I don't a situation anything. there. I know. It, it's like he's he's dead in the garage. You're going to his house. Multiple visits to the guy's house. Uh, is this it's like a neighborhood thing? Like everybody determined. knows. Oh, old man Gower's dead. So let's go raid his house. It says the group of thieves walked past the body of a dead man who had died in his car and ransacked his Missouri home. Um, it doesn't say what, like, whether he lived in a neighborhood or like out on a country road or what. That's such a weird. It said thing. that, but it it says they had to know that that there's no way that they didn't know that they were passing up his body. He's in the garage, they, and it's clear that they've been in the garage. Um, but why is he in his car dead? I mean, did he like start his car and commit suicide or something? That, or I mean, maybe that, he uh, like maybe he was going to drive himself to the hospital and had a heart attack and could be it's a detached garage so they had so 
Um, and words, it says word spread quickly among thieves that the guy's dead. You can go in his house and get what you want. Jeez. These are, this, I guess, I don't know. Thieves I in Missouri, I didn't know thieves I guess. Con- communicated that well. Uh, like, I, who knew? If you're a thief, do okay. you keep in touch with other thieves and say, hey, there's a good house you can hit right here? I want to, I want to contrast these guys with the thief we talked about last week who, the car thief that jumped in the car at the grocery and sped off and when yeah. he found out that there was a kid in the back, he, had to take he drove the kid back, back and berated the mother and threatened to call the cops on her. <laughs> That's in, that was in Oregon, wasn't it? With something like that, yeah. Uh, the thieves are more honorable there. Up in the, uh, I guess the Northwest or something. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> this one. It's a story from the Mirror, which is a, uh, uh, British paper about kitchens and stuff, but I guess, um, it's different things in households, but the the big thing that caught my eye was that it features a toilet in the kitchen. So you've got minute. the stove. So, uh, start all over again. You're, are you talking about a movie? No, this is a, this is the Mirror, a UK um, news site. It's a news site, and they feature the the article has like some pictures of of different you know. Odd things that do-it-yourselfers have done within their homes, okay. but the the top of the heap and the one that they lead with is a kitchen, and the, you can see it right there. There's the the counter and and the uh, um, with the stovetop, the cooktop, and pots on it and stuff, and the cabinets. But right there next to it in the kitchen is a toilet, a urinal. Is it, is it a urinal? Is there is there any? No, walls there's no wall it? separating or anything. Nope. So you just nope. You just huh. you're, like you're you're cooking and and you turn aside you you turn aside from your pot and unzip go and then zip it back wow. up and go back to your cooking. Presumably on the other side is a sink or something. I don't know, but uh, I would hope maybe that's but, where he washes yeah. his hands. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> huh. So <laughs> I don't know whether to say this or not. You might cut this out. Um, so. When I'm asleep and I have to go to the bathroom, eventually it wakes me up. But before that, I'll go through often three or four different dreams where I'm peeing. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I'm peeing forever. Sometimes I'm peeing in weird places. And there was this one, I guess it stuck with me as particularly disturbing. (laughs) I was at, I don't know, some... Some restaurant or something like that, and you know those 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 uh, five gallon uh, um, pickle, um, yeah, the buckets. Buckets. Uh, there was one of those full of lettuce for the I don't know restaurant kitchen, <laughs> and I was peeing into the bucket. You were peeing on lettuce. And I was peeing on the lettuce, but I was being real careful to pee just over onto one side so they could still use the lettuce on the other side. (laughs) I don't want to ruin this lettuce. I'll ruin that lettuce. (laughs) This would be a dream come true. You wouldn't have to pee on the lettuce. You could just use the urinal. It's right there. Right there in the kitchen. (laughs) Can you... (laughs) This okay. guy is not married. 
guess. But the thing is, he obviously also doesn't ever want to sell his house. It's actually a flat, they call it. So I guess it's not okay. really a house. Um, a, a flat. Is that like British for apartment? Yeah. So I guess... In so some, how do you do that in a it flat? It would be more I like mean, a condo, I think. You I know? guess so, because he's like modifying it. it and stuff. You can't do that in a... Yeah, in a regular apartment. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> and the last thing I've got, so so you need to go, if you can, go fetch the email. Okay. And this, you, you have to see this while we're, while we're talking. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> and it's funny and cute and a little bit disturbing. <laughs> okay. Is this the... Okay, yeah. so open the one that says... Oh, wow. uh, yeah, the Cookie Monster the one. The geode. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's so weird and cool. And like I said, a little bit disturbing because of how, um, how much fate, it looks I, like. I, it. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. you can't, you can't look at that. I mean, you can look at it and, and, and you can see the, the formations and that kind of stuff, but you also cannot not see a smile. I, yeah, I mean, it's like Cookie you, Monster. You, it looks it's like just the they it, the they rock is happy. Rock in half, <laughs> and on the inside, there's the Cookie Monster. There's the Cookie Monster. Huh. <laughs> that is really amazing. Anyway, okay. that's that's all I've got. But I hope we can put that link up there. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll link to. I'll probably steal that picture and put it on there because yeah, sometimes you, do that, you put but... links and you try to link a picture and then. A year later, the picture's gone, and you oh, can't get that's it anymore. Right. This so, Ken- Kennedy News and Media. So, yeah, if you, you can just give attribution or whatever. Yeah. But huh. uh, okay. Uh, well, I guess that's all either one of us got. So that's it. Yeah. Hopefully, we will be able to recover today's show because you had those otherwise problems. You're just going to hear Eric's side of it. No, I guess we'll not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to re-record. It was kind it. of a good it, show. I don't want. It was. I it was. If. I hope we can recover that. Yeah. I'll, right, I'll, well, what I'll do is I'll bundle and send you, and if you can recover, great, but I'll, I'll try to okay. spend some yeah, time Yeah, just on it zip too. it up and send it to me or 7-zip it or whatever. Right. Um, all right. Well, folks, think about what we said, and we'll see you next week. Yep. And as always, circle the beads. Circle the beads. Keep praying. Bye. Bye.